The Mighty Whites podcast is recorded at the Don Benison Recording Studio in Allenton Bywater. For more information, visit donbenison.com or email info at donbenison.com. Hi, welcome to episode 10 of the Mighty Whites podcast. Bit of an upturn in form, but we're pretty happy about and I'm joined once again by Connie. Now then. And Casey. Hey up. Uh, we'd be remiss to not start on this, really. It's uh, as of day of recording, because we're recording on Monday, it's the six-year anniversary of Gary Speed passing away. Uh, now, me and Casey kind of missed most of Gary's, well, all of Gary Speed at Leeds, because he left for summer before we started going. Yeah. So, I've, I've, I mean, I've seen a lot of it back, but most of my memories of him are playing at other clubs but Connie you saw a lot more of it yeah it, it was brilliant I know it's easy to say it because you know what's gone on and everything but it, it was it was just so good and things he did it was just so ahead of his time it was just, yeah just I can't sing his praises highly enough even when he left you know he's a good player when he leaves and there's no ill feeling and even when he came back and played against us he always got a good reception just just a class act all the way around just Big loss. Yeah, I mean, I uh, my main memories of him were at Newcastle, really. It, it, it was but, still. I mean, let's face it, it was still good when he was at Sheffield United. One, he yeah, still did yeah. a it did a job. Didn't well, he, it was it was quality right up until his retirement, and I bet I bet he rocked <clears> up in training when he was coaching Wales and still were one of the best players on Park. It's. I mean, we could sit here and talk about him for hours. You know, it, it, he's he was that good, and he had such an impact wherever he went. I think it showed when, obviously, it was announced that he died. Um, but, yeah, just some of the goals he scored. I mean, obviously, we all know about the Stuttgart goal, for example, and just... But there were other... Just things he did, though, on pitch, and how he went off of it. He just... He was just your model professional. You know, yeah. just a decent guy all around. I've I've watched a lot of, of his stuff since um, 1992, and the start of the Premier League just from doing the the Summer Dreams articles for through all together, and yeah, it's one of those where you're watching and he's just this fantastic player who was an absolute you know workhorse. He could defend, he could attack, he was good in the air. He's he constantly got close to or into double figures each season. Um, he, he was a brilliant player for us. Um, and you know it was one of those sad things when he left because I think when him and McAllister left and Lukic all left at the same time that only left I think it was uh, Dorigo and Wallace were the only two left from the title winning team and it was sad when you saw that as it gradually fell away Um, but yeah I, I don't think we can overstate how important he was to us during that period especially in the title winning season and the couple of seasons before that I mean even after when he first um, sorry when he first um, after we'd won league and that even up to like his last couple of years with us uh, the 94-95 season his last season 95-96 he were playing in a team then which you know it, they were a bang average team really barring a couple of players and he stuck out you know he stood out for miles and um like KC said, when you watch him play, some of his movements, some of his ideas, it was just so far ahead of where the game was. 
you know when he were when he were at Leeds especially um but yeah I mean it, it shows now I mean even you know we're, we're this far down line since him passing away and the impact that he still had I mean the legacy that he left with the Welsh squad as well we all saw you know what he'd started there and Chris Coleman inherited and he, he you know carried it on um I think just on and off the pitch, I say it again, you know, just a decent guy. It was just such a tragic loss. Yeah, I'd say it's the first one. I think it's the first death of someone I didn't actually know personally that's ever, like, really upset me. Yeah. The first one that I ever went, like, I had to turn the news coverage off because I thought, if I don't turn this off, I'm going to be sat in this, I'm going to be sat in all, because I was in work as well watching Sky Sports News. Who were the presenter who were down at Ellen Road that night? Um, is a is a, is a, is a personal Bryn Law. Bryn Law. yeah Bryn Law because obviously knew him very well as well yeah they, it was just a sad thing to say I mean I remember I mean me and you Casey went to the first game after it had all happened at home yeah and the video that the, I mean we all know it the one with the Oasis it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic stop crying your heart out it's oh, a yeah. fantastic video it's that it's so well done yeah I still I can't we, we were talking about it just before we came on I can't watch it because no. I will cry I, yeah. you know I remember just being stood there and it's they played it a couple of times since and even now like if it comes on I just look down and I you know try and hold it together really um, it says a lot and all about the man that he played for the number of clubs that he did and every one of them still held him in such high esteem mm. Um he never got a bad reception when he went back to any of his old clubs that I can remember. I know every time he came back to Ellen Road, I, I never heard him get a bad reception. Yeah, he, ne- he never left a club <laughs> under a cloud, did he? You know, he's, when he moved to Everton, I think we all understood as Leeds fans, it was the club he'd supported as a, yeah. you know, since been a child. Um, it, when he went to Newcastle, you it know, was just think, a good move. <laughs> yeah, that was a decent move. Newcastle had been good, and I don't think. If he'd have seen what was actually going to happen under Rudhull at that point, I'm not sure he would have gone. No. But you know, and then yeah, but he Bob- did get Bobby Robson after. Didn't yeah, he so. did get Bobby Robson. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, that worked out. Then was it Bolton after that? Yeah, Bolton after Bolton. that, and then Sheffield United because he, pl- he was in that Bolton team that got into UEFA Cup. Well, didn't he play against Bayern Munich he that pl- night? He will have done. He, I, I dare say he'll have been in and out mm. squad at very mm. least. I mean, it's one of those things to think. You know. Uh, one of the big jokes between us over the last few years was it's only recently I've started playing the new football managers up to about two years ago I was still playing football manager 2007 because I'd have saved going where I'm in 2034 or something daft <laughs> but at the start of that you know in 2007 Gary Speed's still on there and he's still a decent player and you're thinking didn't, when did he make his debut 88 was it or 89 it, it was the year before I started going if, I, if my memory serves me right it, it'll have been the yeah, it'll be in '88. Um, I mean, my my first year of going probably it was like 1990 when I first started going. So it'll be in the '89 '90 season. Um, but yeah, and you know, you say that even that far down the line in 2007, you know, it was still seen as you know, a decent pro. And that you know, it's just another testament to him really that he he looked after himself so well, and um, yeah, to still be doing what he did at the age of what when he did retire, just you know, you, you don't see it anymore. I think it speaks to him as an athlete at that point, wouldn't you know? And I, I don't really like bringing his name up 
given his links, but same reason Ryan Giggs was able to go on so yeah. long. You know, I think there were two players who really looked after themselves, especially as they were getting older. Yeah. Because um, when did he? Re- I think he retired in two. Was it two thousand eight or two thousand nine? He retired. I think it was two thousand and eight. I, I think f- he my, played. I was thinking two thousand eight, <clears throat> but I'm not hundred percent sure. If I'm honest. He took over the manager's job. Were they, were they in League One when he no, took over? They were or in were the they championship still... because um, he, I think it was like one of his first games was against us, and this was our first season back in the championship. So and that he, was 2010. And he, and he left within about two months to take the Wales job. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it probably it, it adds up then that he'd have retired in 09 at latest. Mm. You know, mm. he'll have at least been like a player coach, you would have thought, because yeah. he went on coaching staff, wasn't he, at Sheffield United before he, he finished? Yeah, he was, I think he might have been the assistant. Yeah. And yeah, I think they just promoted him. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, obviously it's a bit of a mellow start to podcast and we can't really transition out of it, so we'll probably just put, we'll take a break and we'll stick a couple of clips of Gary Speed in and then we'll go. And from then on we'll do as a normal podcast, but we have to bring it up because, well, it's the anniversary of it and then every, every Leeds fan has um, all the time in the world for anything Gary Speed. But yeah, uh, he is still to this day very much missed. What a smashing game he's had, Chris Kamara. Gives Gary Speed a run. Away goes Speed. He's got a start on them all this time. Go on, Gary Speed. Get one yourself, son. And what a great goal. And Gary Speed's really wrapped things up. Finding Speed. On to Stratton. Patty tacking down the right, but he looks for Cantona. And it's a good ball to Speed. What a magnificent goal. Right, so back to the regular scheduled podcast. First result. 2-1 win against Middlesbrough it was a good performance with a it was a little bit edgy I'd say the last 20 minutes so I was a bit worried but overall good performance and I thought we deserved a win yeah we we played some great stuff and that's it's the best we've played in a long time and again the, the last game I remember watching before that was the Sheffield United game very horrible images of again Billy Sharp scoring within the first couple of minutes, and with how Middlesbrough have been, he was a bit worried about that happening. I remember they put the cross in in the first few minutes, going across the six-yard box, and already I was I was a bit panicky. But after the first ten minutes, we kind of just settled in and just played some really good stuff for the whole game. It were kind of, you know, it's the nearest that we've we'd seen up to this point of them getting back to how they were at the start of the season. Ride out the early storm from a team which, on paper, you'd say, are, are, you know, better than us. It's one of the strongest squads in the league. Yeah. Um, you know, we rode out early storm and, as KC says, we, we actually got it down, though, on the floor and thought about what we were doing. It's that that we'd not seen for a few weeks up there. We're just hopeful punts upfield. And do, you, do you think that was because they were intelligent enough to recognise, all right, roof's up front, we need to keep this on the floor? I'd like to hope so. But, you know, given what, given how we'd been up to this point, you know, it's touch and go. I mean, we, we've watched teams before in the past, especially I think it was under Warner, Quinn McCormack at times played <laughs> yeah. as low forward and you just thought, stop hitting it long, he's not winning a header in a million years. The amount of times we stood there and watched McCormack and centre-dars were barely jumping to win headers and you just thought, what, what are you wanting from the man? <laughs> you, it, you know? it, at times made you question the intelligence of footballers, of, you know... 
I, I still blame Neil I'd, Warnock. I'd, 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 rather, I'd rather just blame Colin if it's all right with yeah. you. Uh, some, uh, you know, I, I hate Colin as much as the next person, and we all do. Um, but yeah, it, it was nice to see. We actually tried to get the ball down, played some football. And I say tried, we did. We played some nice football throughout. I think, again, Hernandez proved proved the theory wrong. You don't play Hernandez in games where you think it's going to be a battle. He was one of his best players. Yeah, but to be honest, this game wasn't a battle. It won't, but before it, you would have expected it to yeah. have been. I uh, I said it in the player range that I covered did for this game, but it's true. The guy next to me, it was about 63 minutes in, and he went, oh, is that Johnny Housen there? <laughs> he genuinely, <laughs> he'd been that anonymous that he yeah. didn't realise he was playing. Well, they, it, we it, just got on top, and up until they got their stupid penalty, yeah. After the <laughs> after Luke Haley got flown to the floor by his neck by Daniel <laughs> and I mean, that, yeah, he were a bit naive to grab his ankle, but I can understand why he did. I mean, yeah, we're talking over Haley now. I thought the defence in general they were solid. They were yeah, back they to usual, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, and they have been since. You know, they just seemed to click again. It just, you know, everything just. Seem to fall back into place again. It, it relief more than all. <laughs> it just, yeah. did, just did the simple things right, and mm. especially in the championship, if you do the simple things right, you, I think nine times out of ten, you'll win more games than you lose. Yeah. And you, you saw some of the stupid mistakes that we've been making over the last few weeks up, up until this point. And and as I've said before, you know most goals in the championship come from defensive errors. And if you cut those out, like we did in this game, and as we'll come on to against Barnsley, you'll win them most times. It's it's like you say, I mean, it's not like in Premier League where a bit of individual brilliance is going to turn a game. It, it, it does happen, obviously, but not half as much as what it does in the Premier League. It's like you say, it's mainly, you know, positional errors, defensive errors, you know, some along them lines, but... Yeah, it was just it, it wasn't a spectacular performance. We just did everything just right. Yeah, we're just good. I think yeah. just going back to Hernandez as well, if you if you looked at his uh heat map and the areas of the pitch he covered, he he was providing some good support for Barardi down that side. I know they didn't pose too much of a threat, but when when he had to, he was in there dropping back and helping cover a bit, which is something that you don't expect to see from your Fancy foreign wingers, yeah, uh-huh. and something that we didn't see a couple of days later. No, but uh, no, uh, but yeah, goals from Hernandez and Alioski. Hernandez getting in at back post, Alioski cross, Phillips flick on, good finish at back post. But it was the second goal. They were that, they were quite similar though. Weren't they? Yeah. But really, both goals were quite similar yeah. finishes, mm. build winger, up everything. Winger coming in far side in like an inside forward sort yeah. of way. But their second goal, I thought, was really good. The work from Roof in the build-up yeah. to beat two men just, just was really Roof. quality. And Hernandez's ball across was inch perfect. Alioski didn't even have to break stride, just slide in, yeah. in you go. It's just little things like Roof just stretching his leg out to make that pass to Hernandez, though, that, you know, that made you appreciate how hard he'd worked for that. I mean, we I, I've been critical of Lasaga the last few weeks and about how lazy he can be and... Although Roof wasn't the best outlet up front during the game, he put himself about a lot. He, he put their defenders under more pressure than Lasaga had been doing. Mm. He gave them a lot less time, and 
That's yeah. it. You, you know, Ruth's never go, gonna go and knock people left, right, and centre. Is is not that sort of player. But if he gets in and amongst them, hurries them, hassles them a bit, you know, it's in this league you can force mistakes just by putting pressure on people. It's not like the you know the best of the best, is it? Yeah. But yeah, it was a really good result. Um, couple of correct predictions as well. Uh, I had us winning, but. Connie and KC both had us winning 2-1. So, good for them in Predictions League. I was a long way behind at this point, actually. <laughs> uh, we should mention it, because we didn't mention it before the game, but flags, etc. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I went off on my little thing on Twitter after it all on your started coming out. On your little being an American. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> I, I go to I go to a lot of Timbers games, and they've they've make their own banners to the the Timbers Army, the big supporters group, and they unfurl them at, at certain games. It's I, I love to see them. Sometimes they carry political messages. Sometimes they're just funny. I think for one of the last games of the season, they held up banners of the players as wrestlers. as like Alvis, the hitman Powell, and <laughs> stuff like that. They'd come up with some absolutely brilliant stuff, and they, they look fantastic. Um, so It has to be said, this wasn't that. No, <laughs> no. We we had as we had our uh, as they called it the mosaic. I think they yeah. called it the together sign. Which I thought that looked alright. It, it just about worked. That everyone just about held up a card. Properly. It just about man. It just looked good enough to avoid being Timpot. The flags yeah. were a little bit, but I didn't think they looked that bad either. See, it's okay for me. I mean, KC will will relate to this as well. I sit in posh bit, so <laughs> we just looked out and just kind of went. Mm. <laughs> but it's, 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 we just clap at our waiter and ask them to bring us a bovril. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, can, uh, I can understand why people don't want them there because it is an artificial atmosphere. I can understand the arguments against it. I just thought that there was a a bit of overly negative stuff about it. It wasn't as big a deal as it got made out of a lot of places. I don't think it'll get done again soon. I think no, I'm given, the, say, given so. the amount of uh, flag sticks that seem to be thrown, <laughs> yeah, onto we the should pitch. mention that. that um, it's a good job they don't weigh anything. Yeah. But that decision kind of deserved having stuff thrown at you. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Not that we'd ever condone it, but, you know, if you hit him, fair play. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, from that game, got us confidence up. We went into a game we were much less confident about. 4-1 defeat away at Wolves. Outside of a 15-minute spell at the start of the second half, we were thoroughly outplayed by a better team. Yeah. Uh, Wolves really are pretty good. They've got a hell of a squad. Uh, but we pulled one back, really good goal from Alioski at start of second half, and I thought we got on top up until Vieira's red card. Uh, we, It would have been interesting to see if, because TC admitted after the game that it's on him because we'd been on about it. Me and KC watched it at the beanbag, and before the red card happened, we both said Vieira looks like he's going to get sent off here. Yeah. I, th- I think clearly Christensen had got them fired up and Vieira might have just been a little bit too fired up because, yeah, he was going into these tackles. and Because he won three or four of them before the one he missed and got his yeah. second yellow. But you're still watching going, mm, he's, he's going into these a bit. I can understand why he didn't because I honestly, at that point he was probably his best player. He was playing really well. He was just on the knife edge and he fell off. It happens. You see, I, I, I went to this one and um, the couple of lads that, who I'd gone with and the people around us were all saying when Vieira were flying into these tackles, 
it it was like watching Luke Murphy against Bradford oh, in Cup, yeah, a couple Bradford of years away, ago. where he should have got sent <clears> off twice. Yeah, well, that first one was straight red, but when you saw him flying into it, you just thought, hey, "Come on, it, you know, there's no need." We in he were doing it in the spell where we'd got it back to two one, and as you said, we we were in game. We were giving him problems. They were on ropes, were wolves, and then we were playing some nice football. Apart from Pablo, who was spraying passes yeah. twenty yards wide. <laughs> I don't know what happened play. to him. Yeah, it, just, it just didn't happen for his, him, did it? His first half went great, but that first fifteen minutes, second half is about as bad as you'll see him play. Yeah, it were. I mean, their first goal though. Jesus Christ, what a hit! It's a fantastic free kick. The Individual errors that KC was on about before. Yeah. Like just before the free kick, Berardi's got the ball under no pressure and just gives it away and leads to a free kick. And then Barry Douglas, who we talked up on the last podcast, saying he's been really good this season, everyone's raving about him. And when I've seen him, he's looked really good. Smashes in a belting free kick. <laughs> we need to stop talking people up because that's him and Brooks now. So yeah. in next one, we should just say everyone's shit. And say, we should probably talk up some Leeds players. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, we do. It's just mostly size. <laughs> uh, but the the main takeaway from this game, I thought, was uh, some more really quite poor goalkeeping from Andy Lonergan. Yeah, we, uh, well, we all know what happened for the team selection at Barnes, the game, which we'll come on to, but it, I've been saying it to Perry for a bit now. Vidal got dropped, arguably quite harshly, mm. but what he did is nothing in comparison to what Andy Lonergan's done. Take away the Brentford game even, just everything. I mean, shot stopping, yeah, he's, he's, you know, he's a decent keeper, but, you know, I just don't know. Some of his distribution, his handling, his decision-making, it's just been poor. Well, I think, I mean, Wolves scored four goals. And normally you concede four goals and you're a bit... But when it comes to, I mean, going into the game, we all, picked, we all predicted us getting beat in this game. And we did. I was the optimist at yeah. us losing 2 0. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, two of the goals are directly on Lonergan. Yeah. Like the second one, although it's a decent strike, he really should save it. He gets there comfortably and he should save it. And for the penalty, I mean, it, it was weird because the first shot is a really simple one to save and he yeah. drops it. And then he makes an unbelievable, like literally world class save on the rebound. Yeah. Just out of nowhere, brilliant piece of goalkeeping. And then, although it was a really soft penalty, just going in like that, you're asking for trouble. Yeah, of course you are. Yeah. And he knew straight away. Because he got no way at all. You saw as he dived in, he did that thing, you know, lifting his hands up behind him, going, I'm not touching him, I promise. And <laughs> yeah, he knocks his foot. And, and he's, he's been around long enough though now as Lonergan to know the score. You know, he know it's like he knows what he's doing. So when he, you know, it's just it's, it's poor decision making from him. Um, it's, it's, it's been lambasted a little bit as Lonergan, rightly so. But you know, he's not a bad goalkeeper. Let's no. be honest. He's, he's fine as a backup. Yeah, but he's we fine said for what he is. When he came in, we all said he's a fine backup keeper. Yeah, and he still is a fine backup keeper. But the problem is that. Both keepers have made errors. It's a bit like the left back spot in that no, neither of them's really claimed it as their own. Yeah. But hopefully Vidal does now. Yeah. And uh, although he didn't have much to do, he had a decent start. Uh, keeping a clean sheet at Oakwell. 2 0 win. Size and Alioski. Both really good goals. I thought the Alioski one was a fantastic finish. 
We all and said, didn't we? For the size goal, Alioski's passing the build up was absolutely brilliant as well. So he, he really did have a good game today. But I thought first half, not including Burton, it might be like best we've played since before the Millwall game when we were really flying. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Was Burton was one game after Millwall, wasn't it? Because it was Millwall International Burton. Yeah, Burton, yeah. Because uh, Burton don't really count because Burton are awful. Barnsley weren't much better, to be honest, but we we were really solid the whole game and it was the first game in a long time where I didn't think we were in any danger whatsoever. No, the um, we, we all watched it at pub, didn't we? And yeah. um, we all said... Five ten minutes into the game, we we fancy this. You know, you you could tell that Barnsley weren't interested really. You know, I'd say it with the Yorkshire Derby, they didn't seem fired up really. You know, we had odd glimpses, you know, odd flashpoint maybe, but not what you'd expect from a Yorkshire Derby. It was just even the the crowd and the atmosphere just seemed a bit dead, really, didn't it? Mm. You know, apart from the Leeds fans, obviously, but. Um, yeah, again, and all there were some decent performances again. One Ekiban, good to see him back. Ekiban was really good. It's as it, it, I put on Twitter before the game that I would have started him in this one, and he played really well. But Roof didn't do anything wrong. No, but I just think Ekiban offers that little bit more power up front with the say, maybe with probably even more work rate actually. He seems to really be up for the battle and up for chasing. We we commented several times that you'd see him dropping back into into our half and you yep. know helping defend and and one of the things that helps I think is players like Saez and Hernandez who are always looking more to attack. So if you've got someone like Ekiban who's willing to drop it and cover a bit of space, it leaves they you know one of those two free to kind of push up and cause a bit of trouble up front as you know, Saez did most of the game yeah Ekiban did drop in well especially because Alioski and Saez got quite close together so Alioski ended up central and forward quite a bit yeah I was really impressed with him I'd be very surprised if he didn't start against Villa I picked at start of season didn't I I said that I thought Ekiban could be the surprise package out of all the signings that were made he it, it just did what J.B.I. Grot should be doing putting himself about Hurrying people, you know, giving them a bit of, you know, a bit of shoulder and stuff like that. It, it's all stuff that J.Y. Grot should be doing. You know, that he, he were unlucky not to score as well. When he went through and he, the, the keeper dropped down, didn't he? Mm. And he side netting it. So, yeah, to say he's just come back from injury and all and he's been out as long as he has done. Good performance, yeah. I think it was just a bit of a shame that after being so dominant for the game that we only got two but I don't know if I'm also being picky given the form we were in before this and that we should be happy to you know come away with a clean sheet and a 2-0 win yeah I think uh, we have to be delighted with a 2-0 win at Oakwell especially with his record Mm -hmm. but it it wasn't just the attacking players I mean there was good performances all over the pitch Liam Cooper had an absolute blinder to be honest he was just a way of everything wasn't he even when he you know, there were no sort of logic for him to be in position that he was in, but just blocking shots and his link up with Janssen as well. It was just, again, it was solid. Yeah, and obviously Viedvald back in, but he only really had one save to make. And he Pun- probably had a cap. Yeah, a bunch of crosses. <laughs> Got given a cap by a fan. I'm not sure why he didn't have one of his own. <laughs> yeah, it's but. <laughs> Shout out to that guy if he does listen to the podcast. Good work. 
Yeah. It's statistically unlikely that he does, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's always a chance. Uh, so, yeah, for this, Connie, you had us winning 4 0, so you were a little bit optimistic. Casey had a draw. And finally, after 22 games, I finally got a score right. <laughs> 2 0. Uh, so, yeah, I, I went, I've gone back and tallied us up so far uh, earlier today. So, after 22 matches, KC and Connie are joint top on 36 points, both 12 correct results and two correct scores, which I've just realised I've written that down and that can't be right because 12 correct scores would be 34 and two correct scores would be 10. Yep. Uh, just a little bit of kayfabe breaking here. I uh, I have been up for like 33... <laughs> I, I've been up for 33 hours because I've been on nights all week, so I'm a bit all of it shop when I wrote these notes. You've got that excuse, don't it? Well, it's not even an excuse, yeah. it's just facts. Me and KC have been looking at them and we aren't. Yeah, you didn't notice. But yeah, so what that actually will be, because I know the way I worked it out, is that you two will both be on 34 points. Honestly, I... I couldn't even remember the scoring system. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, you're both on 34 points and I'm on 31 with 13 correct results and one correct score. 26 and 5, 31, yeah. Casey's now sat there now with his, his hands are behind his head, legs spread as it, if to say, this isn't my department. No. No, no numbers. Numbers and that. <laughs> so yeah, uh, as, I was af- as I was after episode four, I am still in last place. Uh, well, the one thing to come out of them results is we said... Between us, we worked out that we thought Christensen needed four points to be absolutely certain of his job. Does have all the doubts gone away at least for now? For now, um, there's still a bit of work to be done. But yeah, it's like you said, Jack. The Wolves were for it. Yeah, I won't worried about that game. If we get beat there, you get beat there. Yeah, we'll we'll play worse than that and scrape a point. Mm. You know, along where. Um, yeah, six out of nine. It's it's not bad considering two of the teams that we played as well, and the fact that Oakwell's a bit of a bogey ground as well. Yeah, for now it's all right. Um, I mean, I I I really realistically think that the least Christensen will be with us is until the end of the season, barring an even more horrendous run than one we've been the one we've just been on. But I I honestly think from listening to Angus Kinnear and the way Rajrazani's treated him so far I, I don't think they'll sack him in a hurry um, and yeah like we said I think the the way the Wolves game panned out actually kind of worked in his favour in that we came out at the start of the second half we played well we got a goal so it clearly showed he, he was able to motivate the players somewhat and then the red card kind of helps him out in as much as yes he could have taken Vieira off but I think it still takes some of the pressure off him that result in that one, Wolves are a very good team, and two, play, you know, Wolves playing against ten men, we're always going to do well. Um, it, it was a kind of similar story to Brentford in a way. He got them in at half time, got them going, we were playing well, and then an individual mistake cost him. Yeah. But uh, anyway, there's been a little bit of news since we last did. The first one was a bit weird. <laughs> Tony Eboa had to, having to call into a Ghanaian radio station to say he wasn't dead. <laughs> After just, some website in America just reported he was dead, and it went everywhere. <laughs> the internet like killing people. I, I, it's you know it's been around for a few years now. It's well, the Chuckle time. Brothers die every year, don't they? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but it, it seems to be a trend now. And it, you know, I don't know who decides one day. You know what would be funny? Let's say Tony Oboa died. <laughs> I, I don't know who thinks of that, but yeah, 
the internet is a strange place. Yeah. Did you hear, speaking to Nibo, did you hear Ekiban in the press conference? Yes. When his dad was, he was talking about his dad, now his dad was always saying, look at Tony Bowie, just play like him. And Ekiban's like, it's not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> just learn to smash one in off the crossbar. All right, dad. Yeah. Uh, and a couple of days after that, we had what I would say is probably the most Legion, one of the most Legion United things in the world. As our under 23s played a friendly against Rill and it got abandoned after a mass brawl. I, I was surprised because I was looking in the video to see if Connie was in the mi- in the mix there somewhere causing a fight, but no, Connie was still in Yorkshire with us, no, not, Con- not fighting anyone. No Con Cannon, but we did have Paddy O'Connor, so... <laughs> it's, it's close. <laughs> Can I just say, I, I, the one, the technicality in this was, the match was not abandoned, apparently we forfeited the game because yeah. we left, we basically yeah. left without permission. Yeah, Cavone just, apparently they'd been, the actual brawl was sparked by that... Bryce Hosanna making a bit of a rash tackle, but apparently mm. they'd been kicking lumps out of us the entire match. Yeah. And Cabrera just said, ah, this is not worth it, and took him away. Uh, the main thing from that game that seemed interesting was uh, on team sheet in midfield, we had Hash... It was spelt on the team sheet Hassim Ali, but at most places I've seen it written as Hashim, with an H. But uh, apparently he's a 17-year-old kid from uh, Qatar... I believe it's at uh, at Dean Core on Twitter. It's quite a good follow for lead stuff. He does quite a lot of research into some of young players and stuff. And he's uh, quite good for picking stuff up. And he was one that said about it. But he played in the... Because obviously Qatar have invested so much money in all the youth stuff and just bringing in players from all over the place. Um, their youth side beat Germany and Belgium and Austria over the last few weeks. And Matt Hashim Ali was playing. So he it looks like he's on trial with us anyway. Which uh, that is about the most we can probably add to that story. Yeah, I mean, none of us have ever seen him, so nope. good. Let's hope he does well and we sign him. Speaking of people I've never seen, uh, we've apparently sent scouts to watch Marvin Ducks, uh playing for Holston Kiel in Bundesliga Two. His top scorer. Go Ducks! <laughs> Sorry, that's an Oregon reference, but continue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll find that for most people, that's an Anaheim reference. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I'm a big fan of the Mighty Ducks franchise. <laughs> but no, uh, him and apparently uh, Moana's De Boer from uh, Red Bull Salzburg. Uh, so it looks as if we are, because there's a few different names floating about, all of them strikers, I'm guessing that there is some truth into we're looking for a striker. But the names, uh, the there has been stuff in, I think it was like net, which is properly a Bundesliga 2 website saying that the one probably isn't happening. I was just going to say, I mean, we can't really add much to these young'uns that we're bringing in, but the one who's at uh, Red Bull Salzburg, uh, I'd be more inclined to not believe that one because if they look anything like, they end up at Red Bull Leipzig. Yeah, that's true. It seems to be the general path for them, doesn't it? So, yeah. and you if know, he's their top top goal scorer, you'd fancy that RB Leipzig are going to be. Kind of they, sniffing around. And try and they? bring him in when someone pays sixty million for Timo Werner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back to people that we've. I mean, uh, not that I've seen him much, but that we have slightly more of an idea about. On his seventeenth birthday, Jack Clark signed a four-year deal. Uh, he's very highly rated by everyone who's seen him, and obviously the club thinks so too. Uh, it was interesting to hear uh, Christensen talk about him in his press conference that followed it, because he was saying that he wanted to use him against Leicester in the League Cup but he didn't want to play him because he was still 16 
and he didn't have a professional contract or a pre-contract agreement signed or anything. So if he played him and he did well, someone might have come in and nicked him. But if he's willing, if he was thinking about throwing him into first team when he was still 16, that probably bodes well for him, at least having a bit of talent. That and it also bodes well that he showed a bit of nows for once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and to be fair with Christian, it does look like if he's going to use youngsters that are going to bring something to the team, whereas I know in previous years you just kind of saw Simon Madden coming in and coming in, played in the Johnson's Paint Trophy and Tom Elliott, who is Listen. actually now making a half-decent career after seven years of doing NAF all. I will hear nothing wrong said of Tom Elliott. He has forged out a <laughs> solid third-division career for himself. He has now. It just yeah, took he's him in the second tier now. There. He is in the second tier now, um, but then... Fucking Millwall. <laughs> but yeah, you know, the, I think Christensen will play younger players that he at least wants to see and... Yeah, if, if he's worth giving a four-year contract to, then good. He's he's playing. Yeah. I just checked the team now. He's playing tonight as we speak in the uh, under in the youth cup. Yeah. Him and Temenuzkov. Yeah. Uh, incidentally, the last I checked, they were a bit into second half, still nil nil. But <laughs> oh, and earlier today we got beat as under twenty three. He's got beat two one by Chef Wednesday to a late penalty. Uh, Felix Viedval became the second German to ignore the birth of his child. <laughs> <laughs> so many things we could insert after that comment, but we won't. Yeah, uh, apparently his missus gave birth on Saturday morning, so he'll have been at Oakwell. <laughs> I mean, yeah, fair play to him. I, I just imagine now that he'll get the baby in his hands, charge to the edge of his box and look to get it to Luke Ayling as quickly as he can. Just don't give it to Lonergan. <laughs> <laughs> he's bouncing in front of it. Oh, he's dropped it. Yeah. And uh, the last one is, I mean, to me, I, I'll, I'll give my opinion straight away. To me, it's just a non-story and I couldn't care any less, really. He should be pissed off. Uh, Matthias Click tweeted a gif of... It's, I'm shite with actors, especially after this much sleep. Uh, he's like a, it's just an actor putting his head in his hands looking exasperated. And it was just after Christensen said in his press conference that Kibitsky won't be in the squad at the weekend. Uh, some fans were really pissed off with him for doing this. But what else is he going to do? Not be pissed off that he's not getting in the squad? Yeah. I'm not even saying he should be in the squad, but he should be pissed off that he isn't. So yeah, there's quite a few fans that have... have <laughs> That I, when I was looking on Twitter today, was saying how it was very unprofessional, but at the same time, I, I kind of appreciate maybe not putting it in GIF form. <laughs> but yeah, like you say, the fact a player is pissed off for not getting in a match day squad again, and and we I mentioned his name a couple of times in the last episode, in that we'd been on a bad run, and yet no, you know, at no point during that time had he seemed to edge any closer to yeah. getting into the first team. Uh, incidentally, Kibitsky liked the click tweet. <laughs> really liked. The, one thing I really liked was someone had put the you know the uh, Simon from in between us and just put oh fringe friends. <laughs> I, I did like that. That was a nice touch. I, I don't know whether it's. It, I think he should be nearer to the first team than he is. Uh, click. Mm. But we seem to have a habit of doing this. We sign these players, and Click especially, he had a good year last year in um, Eredivisie. For what, actually, a lot of the comments underneath it were 20 fans saying, we'll have you back, yeah, please come, come back. back. Yeah. 
And, but, you know, Kabitsuki, it you know, we, we seem to sign these players and you just don't see any anything <laughs> of them and you just, what's the point? I saw um, Andrew Dalton had, on Twitter had said that we'd, that our um, incomings were very varied in terms of the success. I mean, you look at how good uh, Saiz and Alioski have done. We, you know, it's still too soon to tell with Ekuban because of his injury. And But then you do look at like Anita's only played here and there. Click's been nowhere near the team. Chavitsky's played, made a couple of appearances in the League Cup. Um, I know we had him last season, but Hadi Sacco has been very much in and out of the squad as well. So it's been a bit of a scattergun approach when you, you actually look at the starting lineup and how many players are still in that team from last season. I mean, the, you've, the you've fact. Got, sorry, you've got the two keepers as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, the, the back four is pretty much the same as what it was last year. You know, we take out Bartley, the Coopers come straight in, who would have done anyway. Um, the the three central midfielders that seem to we switch between were already there from last season, and the only reason Lasaga's here is because Wood left. Yeah. yeah, you know, so we we do seem to have strength like brought in a number of players, and then we don't really have room for them. No. Well, that kind of brings me on to next to my next question. Uh, when it comes to Click and Kavitsky, do you think one or both of them might go in January? I think uh, Kavitsky. I think it might be worth maybe sending him out on loan somewhere because he's what is he 23, 24 now so he's I think still... he might be even younger than that yeah I think he could be a bit younger I think he's like 22 what, what, he what? played in under 21s last year didn't he so I think he's 22 I was going to say he's still captain he's one of the like overage players isn't he mm. for Swedish under 21s so. yeah he could be worth sending out on loan but Click's 27 now he and, needs and, to be playing yeah so I I could imagine did Poland ja- qualify for World Cup uh, I'd they probably did, but I don't remember. I, 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 I'm I going to assume so, but again, I so actually I say have no he idea. He might be wanting to play somewhere to at least have an outside shot. Yeah, I, th- I think if you're know if, if you him in this situation where clearly, you know, O'Kane, Phillips, Vieira, and probably Anita as well, mm. and Shaughnessy played at centre mid at the weekend as well. That's he, five. Did, he didn't look as comfortable as he does at centre-back. No, and, and you you said that he looked like a man who has been training as a centre-back all season. Yeah. And the, the, the pace of the game changed completely as well when O'Kane went off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's at least four, possibly five players that are in the pecking order ahead of him at centre-mid. Yeah, I mean, this cl- cl- having to get past all of them and getting past Anita. And I could see Anita going in January as well. Possibly with an eater. Um, I think, I think he'll make end of season, but it won't shock me if he. If he's gone in summer, it won't surprise ima- me at all. You imagine Christiansen would want to keep someone like an eater around just yeah. because of his versatility and his, you know, playing left back, right back, or centre mid. Any, anyone who knows, you know, I think the football manager, he he slots into a lot of positions. And he's also got. He also may well have to get by um, Yosuke Deguchi, mm-hmm. yeah. who it's been reported in like. 10 different papers that we're signing him in at the start of January. Yeah. And he's another central midfielder, so... But you see, you know, right, uh, you know, it's another one. You know, if he's got his three in mind, for me, you need four. You know, and if you're going to play with two or three of them, however many... Yeah. Four and a young one. Yeah. You know, if you had, like, four and a shock misser. Yeah. 
Fair well, enough. But, but I mean, our young one's playing regularly. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Our, our, our young one is Vieira, that's true. But the thing is, though, I mean, you, you mentioned as well, if you're, if you're click and you're seeing Conor Shogness get a game in centre midfield and you're not even in squad, you know, this is a player who he can play there, but he's not a central midfielder, really, is it? And I know if, he's played there for more years than he did at centre back, but I think Christensen moving him at centre back is. I think was it's, the it's kind of realised it, hasn't he? But yeah. if you're a click, you know, you must be sat looking at that thinking, well, you know, it says a lot about what what he thinks of him, you know, and I think it's a bit harsh because he's he's never done all wrong when he's played, has he? He's, I, I know it's hard to say because he's played in cup, but it. It's done nothing wrong, has it? No, it fell off a not... ball against Cardiff, that's about it. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what it reminds me of. Uh, and it's not to say... It, and I think it's sort of... The reason it reminds me of it is because I feel like he's not getting enough of a look in and the level he deserves. But I also don't think he should be in the team, really. But Casper Slot. Yeah. Because after he dropped out, he just played in the reserves for ever. Mm-hmm. And even if he did, whether he did well, did nothing, didn't matter. He was never getting anywhere near. And it was at times when we were playing terribly. Now, Slot wasn't good enough to be in the team either. No. But it just felt like he was so far away from the team that it seemed a bit unfair. The, the thing to me is, in all, I mean, I, I'm, I, I dare say he won't be on massive wages, click. He won't be on a bad wage, I dare if he's say. been playing in top flight in Honda, I bet he's on, I bet he's on 10 to 12. Yeah, so you know, if if they're gonna do that, I mean, it's like Kabitsky and all. He won't be. He may be on about ten. You'd have thought he might even be on slightly less than that. But you know, between the two of them, though, there's fifteen grand. He's just got say Kabitsky's on about you know five to seven. There's fifteen to seventeen grand a week we're spending on two players to not be anywhere near the team. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's, I would rather put it to a striker. Yeah, put, think, put, it, put it towards one player. The who... thing that makes me feel bad for Kabitsky is I, I don't see how he doesn't get on the bench ahead of Grot. Based on what Grot has shown so far, no, not at all. I, th- I think we, you know, to help him get used to it, it might be worth looking to get Grot out on loan yeah, he in could... January, maybe to a League One or even maybe a League Two. I think in League Two, he'd do very well with if he. Yeah. Just him getting bullied like Give that. Give him a David Sommer loan move. I was just going to yeah. say, look what happened with Sommer. Yeah. You know. Um, but it's still that case of we've seen what Grok can do and yet he still manages to make the bench ahead of, you know, Schwitzky who... I've, I've, I don't know about you two, I've not really seen enough of him to... No. Not to fully comment. I didn't think he did all wrong in the cup games he played. He didn't stand out either. It was just. Did uh, he start the cup games? Yeah, he started. A, he started against. He started against Leicester. He didn't started he? against Leicester. Yeah. Did he start against Leicester? I, he, he started he against Burnley. Definitely. Against, he, I he might had, be mixing up the Burnley and Leicester games because of. He didn't start Ellen Road in the early rounds. I was going to say no. I can't remember him playing in those. No, ones, he didn't. No. I'm, I'm like ninety-five percent sure he started against Burnley because I think he started at number ten. You could be right on that one, but it definitely started against Leicester. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll be honest, the tiredness is kicking in. I'm really struggling to remember stuff like that. But I think there's a few players, though, you know, that they've got to look at and, you know, ask ask questions about in January, whether be it a permanent move, a loan move, you know. Um, but we just need to... We seem to have got into this habit over the last 10 years of signing these players and... 
not using them. If, if you're not going to use them, don't, don't have them. It's interesting because I know someone said on Twitter that we should, in, when we get to January, we need to probably be looking at a left-back and a centre-back. And I said, I agree in terms of quality. Mm. But at the same time, we have four centre-backs and we have two left-backs. So for that Well, we've happen, got one left-back. Well, <laughs> but we have two people who are seen as our left-backs and... <laughs> yeah. You know, so either we need we need to either we are either going to leave it as it is, you imagine, or we would have to let Cameron Borthwick Jackson go back to go back to the scum and bring someone else in who would overtake Berardi. Mm. And same with Pennington. You imagine if we were going to bring a centre back in, then we would probably have to let Pennington go because again, he's someone who now with the if Cooper can keep up the yeah. way he's played the last few games. Then again, Pennington's not going to play. You imagine Everton are probably going to want him to get some football in. I was just going to ask you both about Pennington. What what you reckon to win in January? Because I don't, I personally, I don't think he's a bad player, but I don't think he's come in and provided the solid centre back presence that we that would have to. I know no. he's had his injuries, but. I you thought know. it was going to be a lot better than he has been, to yeah. be honest. That, I mean, again, the Sheffield United performance left a lot to be desired from him, and I think he did. He I think he played the game after as well, mm. and then that. he's dropped out. Um, sorry, I'm getting distracted. You can see Jack is falling asleep here. He's, <laughs> this is shifts. I can, you know, I think we can both vouch for him. He's starting yeah. work at midnight yeah. the, yeah, the sleep deprivation has really kicked in <laughs> it, it has been a howler for you this yeah. week <laughs> so if you hear any snoring me, me and Connie will have to somehow steer this one home I've got a can off there I'm waking up <laughs> but uh, yeah Pennington, Pennington's on the fringes of the squad and Christiansen's shown he's not afraid to play Shognessy so you know do we okay, you got to imagine we're paying at least half of Pennington's wages which again for someone to not play mm. will be I mean even Pennington at Everton 20 25 grand a week he's probably on 20 because he he did sign another contract when he played them through first team games yep. so, so that'll have taken him up to a decent wage so let's say we're paying him like KC so it's 10 grand a week but, you know that added on to the other two that we've spoke about in Click and Kibitzke you're talking £30,000 a week there in wages that we're not using yeah but uh, we'll see I really do think that at least that one of Click or Kibitsky will go out in January uh, as a minimum and I think they probably both will I, I won't be surprised if uh, Click handed in a transfer request mm. no and to be honest provided he don't be a dick about it in down tools Hmm. I don't know how much more he can down no, tools <laughs> no so long as he's putting in the effort if he's pissed off that he's not getting a look in I think that's perfectly reasonable you can be pissed off mm. sod off Christiansen I'm not picking up your cones <laughs> <laughs> do you like my cones <laughs> right, uh, but anyway a lot f- only two games to preview this time because there's no midweek fixtures for once mm-hmm. uh, if you don't count a Friday as a midweek which, which is not. <laughs> it's Friday night. There's, there's midweek, which is most of the week, and then there's the weekend. What, games. So are you saying midweek is Monday morning to Friday night? Yes. Wow. <laughs> You've been exposed to too much of the American education system, and you weren't even in it. You were just somewhere near it. I was just around it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Aston Villa at home, another Sky game. 
their fourth in the league, 35 points from 19. Uh, they're in pretty decent nick, won four at the last five. 2 0 win over the, Preston. Lost. They like games with two in the score. Yeah, 2 0 win at Preston, lost 2 1 at home to Chef Wednesday, 2 1 win at QPR, 2 1 win at home to Sunderland, 2 1 win at home to Ipswich. So they're in pretty decent nick. They've got. I was very surprised they've got three pretty decent keepers for this level. And Sam Sam Johnson's first choice, but Matt Bunner's a backup's not bad, and Jed Steer's not bad either. In, in Sam Johnston, the one from Scum, who they had on loan? Yeah, last, they had, they were there last season. Yeah, they had on loan. loan. I never actually saw for certain, but I assume it's just permanent now. What we linked with him briefly, uh, briefly in the we, summer? I think very briefly. Uh, there was probably something, because I think he was linked to him all at Championship yeah. at one piece. I, I was going to say, because we have just made an Alan Partridge reference, wasn't Jed the name of the guy who had Alan Partridge's face tattooed on his body? Yep. <laughs> that That's all I'm going to picture now. <laughs> He's coming out and there's Leeds players looking at him, get away from me, you're a mentalist! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Phil oh. also, uh, he's, they've sent him... I love you, Thomas! <laughs> 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 Oh dear. Villa uh, have sent him out on loan, but uh, that Sarkic's twin brother plays for Villa as well, doesn't he? That keeper. I think he's gone to Wigan, you know, on loan. Yeah. Sure, I'm sure I'd seen somewhere he'd gone to Wigan. But, yeah, I think yeah. we mentioned that when we got Sarkic in the first yeah. place. But I've been looking through uh, Villa's squad earlier on, and it's a, it's a good squad if it's championship. It's not bad. Like, just right backs. We've got Alan Hutton, who. You know, it becomes a running joke, but it's not that bad. James Breer was quality at Barnsley. It was one of them when they had him and Mawson and Stones and all that coming through. And Richard Allat, who it's only two years ago that he won the promotion medal and the Premier League in the same season. Oh, uh, yeah. Because he played nearly every week, first half of the season for Leicester. Then Danny Simpson got back from injury, so they shipped him out and won to Borough. And they got promoted. <laughs> a long, a <laughs> and he long got his medals ago. on the same day as well, I think. <laughs> A long, while, a long while ago, we were linked with him. I think it was probably our second season back in the Championship. Yeah, I think we that was back when he was still a Man United player. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, so I've got all of them for like, centre-backs. It'll be probably Chris Samba and James Chester, but they might play Chester and Yedinak if they drop him into centre-back. Because they've got lots of defenders, but Tommy Elphick... Who I actually, player. I still think he's decent, and who I want, who I actually said in one of the early podcasts, I thought we should sign, has been completely frozen out, and I don't think he's even been in match day squad yet this season. Uh, John Terry broke his foot a few weeks ago, and Mika Richards is out till next John year. John Terry is definitely going to be on the bench in his tracksuit, though. But I don't mean an Aston Villa tracksuit; I mean a Chelsea tracksuit <laughs> with his shin pads on and everything. <laughs> they hit to support. Don't worry. <laughs> What a prick he is. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and they've got a... I hate John Terry. I'm sorry. Like, I, I could almost... When he did it in the Champions League final, I thought it was bad. And then he did it for a fucking UEFA Cup final and you went, you're an absolute toss pot, aren't you? <laughs> I more hate him because he's a racist. That as well, but I just... Not allegedly. He no, said no, it. Proven. It was on film. <laughs> his whole family are assholes. I mean, his dad had fucking drug dealers. Yeah, his dad, got, his dad got done for dealing coke and... It's not as bad, but his mum got done for shoplifting, I think. Your son's captain of Chelsea. I think he might Go have been England. I think he was England captain of Chelsea. She just did it for the thrill. All right, LaRue. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon it were a relative of Wayne Bridge? Oh, shop it was that she robbed. 
<laughs> fucking over the bridge family. Yeah. She was actually nicking a Saturday's CD. <laughs> <laughs> That's about the extent of my celebrity knowledge, actually. There you go. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, decent fullbacks. Well, Neil, Neil Taylor left back. We've got El Mahamadi can fill in on both sides, all on wing. Uh, centre mids, Glenn Whelan, Conor Hohen, Josh Onoma, they're all good. That I, I didn't actually realise they had him, but that Berke Bjarnason scored twice at the Euros. Has he been injured in the summer? Uh, not... He only moved there this summer, uh, but I haven't seen a, I haven't seen that much of Villa this season. No, uh, so I'm not sure how much he's been playing. And then attacking mids, we've got loads. Obviously, we've got Snodgrass on loan, which I know that he won't actually fit our system that well, so it won't have been a great plan. But I still would have liked us to get him back. He's good, isn't he? He's really good. He's Snodgrass. If he could run, he'd be unbelievable. Oh, if he could have run, he'd have never played for us. No. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Henri Lansbury, which I, it should be Henry, but apparently it is Henri. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Grealish. Wanker. <laughs> Andre- He's another prick, isn't he? Yeah. Grealish. Yeah. yeah Bellend. <laughs> <laughs> Although we shouldn't... You can't judge 18-year-olds that harshly for getting drunk and passing out in the street. <laughs> <laughs> I judge him off his twat haircut yeah. it's just a knob but, I, I, I think it was the, the short socks that started it for me yeah that, those are annoying I, and I know it's caught on and I, I roof do, does it and all I know we, we, yeah I mean, but I don't mind when he does it I was well. I was talking to you about how Kamar Roof went for not only the short socks but the short shorts as well he's clearly very proud of his thighs on his calves imagine Roberto Carlos doing that Jesus <laughs> Imagine Jimmy Hasselbank doing that or Tony Yaboa. No, no, it was all in the ass with Yaboa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we've also got that. Uh, Albert Adoma scored a few goals recently as well, and he's lightning quick on wing. So if he if he ends up playing on right, it'll be another tough one for Brady. Mm. Uh, and obviously, we're not. We're, it hasn't been confirmed yet. Do, do we know whether O'Kane's going to be fit? I've heard no. No, I, I haven't seen anything yet. If he's not going to be 100%, you'd assume we'll go back to Phillips and Vieira. Mm. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Which, is pro- which, to be honest, I think he probably would have done even if even without the injury. You know they'll, they'll at least both get stuck in. Yeah. You know that much. Mm. Yeah. And we've got two good strikers and Gabby Obama. Uh, it's it's impressive he's that he's still there. Yeah, he's, he's a boy. Yeah. Scott, Scott Hogan and Jonathan Codger, which is like 20-something million pounds worth of striker. Between them, although Cod, I'm gonna put curse on it now. Codger's not really at the height since he's gone to Villa. He's had some really good spells. Mm. Like, I think he got like ten in ten at one point last season, but he didn't do much either no. side of it. Is a bit. I mean, they've they've shipped Ross McCormack out to Melbourne. On that I'm note, he could get past his gate. I can say, can you actually see a bit of Aussie football? I, I do watch a little bit of Air League, especially when Melbourne City are on because they've got McCormack and Kilkenny. And also, it turns out that Hayden Fox is managing Adelaide United, I think it is as well. I could be wrong on that Just one if I am level at first. But God, McCormack's a toucher, but it is a, it's a class above in that league. It's unreal. It's like watching Fabregas. <laughs> that, that's how good he looks wow. there. Just, just remember that. Chris Concannon. Watching Ross McCormack, it's like watching Fabregas. Honest to God. I mean, don't get me wrong, it still looks like he's carrying the timber from last season, but 
Just summit, so you don't even have to move. Is that the timber for a new gate? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Or the timber now. to fly tip. <laughs> that, that's... <laughs> <laughs> he don't need timber gates now. He's made that much money for the last two years, sat on his ass essentially. He can have oh, iron now. <laughs> I think, well, we would all agree that the situation he built up with Steve Bruce was a bit dickish because it was Ross and we again hold him in very high esteem given how good he was for us when we were fairly poor and it was Steve Brooks who did it weren't it oh, it was just really funny can't come in to get today gaffer why not get electric gate shut can you not climb over no no <laughs> to quote the Alan Partridge I pierced my foot on a spike <laughs> god there's a lot of Partridge today but yeah obviously we've just gone for it they've got a really strong squad I can't believe Chris Samba's back in England I can't believe he went back to Russia after being racially abused for a couple of years and then he came over to QPR for half a season on it was about 80 grand a week and then he went back yeah. to be fair though when you rocked up in that in that QPR team I think you weigh that up and then the racial abuse and all the money that you get in Russia and I, let's he, right. he must have been struggling to find a peg in that changing room by that point because they had about 50 players on the books yeah, 48 of them were strikers signed on deadline day yeah. well, he, did, he does need a couple though yeah, he always needs a couple of strikers you have to remember though he's, you're saying yeah I can't believe he went back there what about all the racist abuse he's playing with John Terry Russia Birmingham <laughs> but yeah in all seasons these these are a good side and we're in good form uh, I'm assuming other than Vieira back in for O'Kane I don't think he'll change anything I, no, I don't think he should I think if O'Kane's fit I I might be tempted to stick with O'Kane because I think there, there was a noticeable shift against Barnsley once he went off the pitch I suppose um, he is that if you want experience dead in there isn't it? comparatively it, yeah he is and I, I'm a huge fan of O'Kane but I really do for this one I think we'll need the energy in midfield so I, I'd have Phillips and Vieira mm. but I'd be fine with any two of the three to be say, honest any combination of them you, you're not going to be far off are you no. click no no <laughs> <laughs> this is Christensen's uh, pre-match meeting should you give click again no shut up <laughs> go stand outside think about what you've said <laughs> Uh, your voice wasn't nearly high-pitched enough to be Thomas Christensen. I'm not even going to try and do an impression of it's Christensen. Like, it's like an inverse Sean Dyche. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think this will be a draw. Uh, I'm going to take one all. I'm going to say we win, and I'm going to go for 2-1, Leeds. I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for a win as well. It's, it says a lot. We beat Barnsley and Middlesbrough. All of a sudden, we're back to <laughs> yes, we're gonna do it. In fairness, we lost. What 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 did we end up losing? We ten out of twelve. <laughs> we all yeah. we all and I think I think that Middles we predicted about three losses, <laughs> <laughs> and one of them were Wolves. Yeah, on the back of that pad row, we still went. Yeah, we'll beat Middlesbrough. Um, yeah, we all yeah, have blind optimism. Yeah, look what happened. <laughs> Two of us even got right score. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go one nil. Yeah, I think I think we can do it. Uh, I think if we, yeah, I, if we we play like we did against Barnsley, that spell we had against Wolves, 
putting a shift like we did against Middlesbrough, there's no reason we can't get something from that game. No. Hopefully it's as good a result as it was last season because... I really enjoyed that. The two that, that was Roof's first goal, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Roof's header from that. You know, another one of them weird moments where Suleiman Dakar suddenly did something really good. Cut back inside and played a perfect, inch perfect cross. ball <laughs> for Roof to score a header. <laughs> one, the one at Villa Park when Janssen hit Bar over Christmas. Yeah, Janssen scored to put us 1 0 up yeah. and Janssen hit Bar and they equalised from a penalty where I think it was Cooper just. He did a Shaughnessy yeah. on opening day, he just took his shirt off. Both and then Sacco it bad again at the end. Yeah, so if, I, did. if I remember rightly, the the game at Villa Park, I think we all left going a draw was a fair result as well. Because yeah. I think we'd had a couple of chances, but so Villa, did, so did Villa. Yeah, yeah. Villa played well. Uh, Both good games though. Mm. Well, we beat them last season. A game that we did absolutely horrendous in last season was QPR away. Catch which, it up off. Yeah, sake. which we did on the opening day of last season, didn't we? And got beat 3-0. Yep. Uh, Matt Grimes, central midfield. <laughs> Hadi Sacco, best player on pitch. Diago Raga played, didn't he? Yep. <laughs> wow. The more things change, the, last... the more things stay the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Matt it wasn't Grimes, great. Matthias Click. <laughs> Frank <I think>, Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's harsh. Is that you can't you can't compare Click to Grimes? Jesus, that is unfair. I've never seen Click play. <laughs> I had the misfortune of wish, seeing Grimes yeah, play, and I wish I'd never seen Grimes play. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's for the first time in about two months, we're playing a team and we've lost the last three. They're not in good net. That is I've, yeah, because they've all right. kept being like, you know, one four at last five or one. But they, they won. They, although before that, they did beat Wolves and Chef United. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, they lost four 0 away at Forest. Lost two one at home to Villa. Lost two 0 at Derby. Uh, they've got Ian Holloway as manager still, haven't they? Uh, I like Ollie. Him, I like Ollie. I like it. The, the game needs more people like Ian Holloway. This mm. is a character, isn't he? Don't his, give it. His autobiography is definitely worth a read as well. I. I uh, you know, I think we'd all seen his press conferences and he was always insane his um, talk about describing a win, uh, a game about getting a girl home and, <laughs> all right, let's have a coffee and see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but sometimes you come home with the best looking girl in the club. Today, this one isn't the best looking, but at least we've got her own. Talking about the taking the shirts off, you know, yellow card for taking the shirts off, I go, I think they're pretty, aren't they? These footballers, they're <laughs> fucking pretty, aren't they? <laughs> Look at them. I've always said that I like Ian Holloway, but I'd, I don't think I'd, but I'd never want him anywhere near the Leeds job. No. <laughs> and I'm... he always seemed to be angling for it in in the, uh, you know, in the way that Steve Evans did when he was at Rotherham. He'd just always kind of talk up the Leeds job and mm. like, what they, well, Holloway did the same for a lot of years. Because he was the one that came out and said Leeds' best signing was getting rid of Belushi, didn't he? <laughs> Sky. <laughs> we all <"Ray!" laughs> yeah, um, But in goal, they've got Alex Smithies, who's got a history of making a mate bollocks against Leeds. We, we, we thought you were going to say dog bothering then. It's from over that way, isn't it? Bless him. We sent, we sent Allegedly. Him into, <laughs> yeah. we, we sent him into therapy on his day because his debut was... Uh, the first time we played them in League One, yep. I believe, and we stuck four past him. Yep. Yeah. Johnny Douglas scored that day. I think Johnny Douglas did score that yeah, day. He yeah. was the one that ran out to get chipped by him. <laughs> yeah. 
Get che- it was Mowat's first goal, wasn't it? Yeah. In the 5-1 or 5-0? 5-0. When Jimmy Kebbe turned up. Yeah, oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? For he 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was that after the that Bright- was, when was the that co- after the McDermott incident where yeah. it was he's when- been sacked? Oh, wait, hang on. We're not allowed See, to See, this shows how tired I am. What's the name the assistant that took charge for McDermott that day? Oh, Gibb. Nigel Gibbs. Nigel Gibbs. There we go. Good teamwork, boys. Yeah. Good teamwork. <laughs> but uh, that was when all of the Sfield fans were singing Ross McCormack, he don't want to play him and he's got a hat trick. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, they've their squad, it's a bit like Barnsley's when you look at it, in that no, not many really jump out, but just everyone's a bit better than Barnsley's. Uh, that Daniel Furlong in defence, he's decent. Uh, and Young they've got weirdly they're two best defenders of both left backs Jack Robinson and Jake Bidwell mm-hmm. uh, Ned Manua is still there but he's apparently injured from what I've read uh, they've still got Stephen Corker who I forgot existed played in uh, the team GB squad yeah. also got a random loan move to Liverpool yeah where they played him up front yeah <laughs> Like, his first three appearances off the, were off the bench. They needed a goal, and he came on with, like, five minutes left, and they just stuck him up front. He is to them what Simon Walton was to me on Football Manager 2006. <laughs> or what Chris Samba was at Blackburn. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, Paul Butler for us in our first season in the Championship. Yeah. Lose, losing a game. Paul, just got to stand up there. Yeah, got Chris, got Chris Samba there. Go on, get yourself up front. We've got Benny McCarthy with... Champions League winners medal and all of that sat on bench going, oh, come on! Benny McCarthy, who genuinely six months prior to that were very close to going to Chelsea for a lot of money. Yeah. But yeah, uh, they've apparently recently been playing Robinson at left-back and playing Jake Bidwell left-wing to try and get them both in the side because they're both good. That Darnell Furlong, just a stab in dark, is he any relation of Paul Furlong? Because he I... has got ties to QPR as Paul Furlong. Like, I think he does, but I, I don't know for certain. Yeah. If if around about now you hear some elevator-type music playing, it's because we've decided to research this. <laughs> oh, we, we don't do... Research. Cut. We don't do cuts for research. <laughs> we sometimes uh, do research, but we don't do cuts for it. <laughs> no, they've they've got a couple of decent players while he's looking into that. you know. He's the son of Paul Furlong. There you go. <laughs> there we go. By the way, that noise... That's me shutting my phone from Google. Uh, but, yeah, he's pretty decent. They've got Massimo Luongo in centre-mid, who is Australian. He's really good. He used to be at Swindon. And they uh, they banged on about him for a long time, and he does appear to be pretty good. Uh, and they've got uh, that, that Pavel... It'll be Zwolek, won't it, probably? Yeah, looking at that, yeah. Uh, he looks... All right, and Kazengalu Aluar, who's dropped off from what he was a couple of years ago, but he's still he, pretty he good. He had a really good spell at Brighton, didn't he, for yeah. a couple of years? Yeah. He was really good. Big Matt Smith. Yeah, up yes. front, they do have <laughs> Matthew... Now we're talking. Matthew Smith. Just I, think his lovely mum, she might be in crowd. Oh, lovely. Go. <laughs> I was about to say renew oh, relations with her, but that insinuates something that didn't happen. And she would not lower herself to you. <laughs> My name is not French enough. <laughs> um, no, I, I always, I was always a big fan of Matt Smithy. When we signed Murphy, Matt Smith, and Noel Hunt around the same time, and oh God, Noel Hunt! Uh, what a cracking signings! <laughs> what, what a threesome! We really thought they were. 
Well, Noel Hunt, I had really high hopes. But to be fair, I had high hopes for Bando Billy. <laughs> Ignore me. Yeah, um, yeah we, I remember I went to the signing they did together at uh, Ellen Road, uh, got the shirt, and I opted for Matt Smith. And of the three, probably chose the best one. Yep. Out of, in terms of performances outside of that brief stint that Luke Murphy had when he decided he could play. Yeah, that one, that's it. It was like... A winter, wasn't he? And he scored. He scored like three winners in four games. He scored that left foot screamer when who were they? Were top at league as well when we beat him. I think it was Derby at the time, wasn't it? Was it Derby? Oh, I, it, I remember it's around that get... time when Derby kept balls in. Yeah, up, and, we beat it, so... Bo- and we beat Bournemouth one 0 at home as well. And it was for And he scored against Reading around that time yeah, as well. I he think. had a really, he had a really good like three months, and I thought finally he's kicked in. He's just going to be it. And then no. I didn't. I just, I just hated him. Yeah, you hated him even all when, along. <laughs> even when he was like objectively the best player on the pitch for like two months you were like nah shit (laughs) god awful fucking hate Luke Murphy but uh, they've actually they have got back to QPR because we do need to get through this because I need to go to bed Uh, in addition to Matt Smith we've got Connor Washington he's pretty good Jamie Mackey who just works his ass off and Mm. runs after everything Uh, that Idrissa Silla is half decent as well Uh, they for the last game played a guy called Yeni Ngbakoto now it says now right we're not really sure about him. He always scores against me on FM. Oh, he's good then. He's a really good player because that's where most of our research comes from. He, as, he could as, everyone is, as everyone is well aware, football manager. It's <laughs> <Just> ruining it. <laughs> um, Wait, it's not a secret case. We've mentioned it every. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think we've hidden our secret that we play a lot of football manager between the three of us. And- hey, Football managers admit Sorry. to using it. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't mean to use the word play. Studying on football yeah, manager. Studying, it's yeah. research. It's work. But yeah, for me, I just consider it a further extension of my coaching. <laughs> but the uh, the one thing that I would really hope is that it's a damn sight better than it was last season when we played him away. I don't remember that game. And I don't know if this is, again, the benefit to me being away for long periods of time that when bad things happen and I don't get to watch them, I don't remember them. Was it the early kickoff or was it a late kickoff? No, no, it was early kickoff. Yeah. If it was early kickoff, if it was in America, he might not have watched it because it'll have been on the phone. No, because if it's an morning. early kickoff, it's like four in the morning yeah. or something daft. Basically, you missed Diagaraga running around, well, ambling around Middle Park, slower than Kiss Norbo when he came back from his oh, snap to Achilles. Poor Paddy. But yeah. still, yeah, it wasn't great. And also for what it's worth, they have gotten they are playing right now, uh, QPR. They are one yeah, nil down they're one nil down at home to Brentford uh, after an hour. I, I, I back us to beat them. Mm. You know, the the bits I've seen of QPR have not been anything special, which kind of explains it when they're sixteenth in the table. But just before we make predictions on that, and I know obviously in the next podcast we'll get to it down the line. But at the end of the Barnsley game, when it showed our upcoming fixtures after the Villa game, we've got a very good run. A lot of teams mm-hmm. who are twentieth and below. I think Q- I think it's Villa and QPR are the two highest teams we've got coming up in the next six games. And in those six games, you we've got to be looking at picking up a lot of points there. I mean, this is the thing. Um, I work with a Bristol City fan, and they are fourth or fifth in league as it stands at moment. Um, but again, I said to him, I says, yeah, you've played like Cardiff and you've played us. But other than that, they've not really had any teams. I know they beat Hull at weekend, but Hull aren't really 
kind of, oh. the, the, you know, they've got the ability to, but, you know, there's teams that are above us that haven't really had the running that we've had recently, mm. and they've oh. got it to come, you know. We, well, although everyone's nearly played everyone now, I mean, we've played 19 well, games, 24 years. Yeah. Uh, like our next two games are not after the after the Villa game and Norwich and Hull, see, which aren't at, easy. They're not, but you'd look at them and if you know, I think Norwich is away, so that's tough. I think Hull's at home, so that's one we should win. But you'd obviously, be looking for four points out of it, yeah, I would. After Definitely. the, we'll talk more about them on the next podcast because obviously that'll be done just after the QPR I'm game. Jumping ahead now, I'm excited. We've won, we've won two games. <laughs> yeah. So, Connie, what do you reckon? I'm going to say 2-0 to Leeds. I think um, they've got some half-decent players in, but I don't think anywhere near enough if we turn up and play out light to cause any major problems. 2-0 Leeds. I'm going to go 2-1 win. I'm also going 2-1 win. Uh, yeah, I, I think that we'll have enough to do them. I think it'll be... Again, it's another two games where I think pretty much any time you've got a home game in the way, it's kind of weird because normally a home game in the way game, you'd think, well, if you win the home one, draw the away one, that's not bad. Mm. And this one, I think it's the other way around because Q- Villa are substantially better. If we got a draw with Villa and beat QPR, I'd be pretty pleased with that. Yeah. Mm. They're both winnable, but if you don't lose either... I mean, to be honest, if you've got three points, it's not the end of the world, but... I mean, you just don't want to be coming in with two defeats going into this Christmas run. Yeah, no. I think as 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 upbeat as we are now, we still have to say it just kind of depends on which Leeds team turns up. Given, yes, we've had two very good performances against Borough and Barnsley, but out you know that run we were on before that that was a desperate run at times. We just got to hope that we don't revert back to anything like that. Yeah, I think I think we should be past the worst of it now. Yeah, he'd like to hope so. Yeah. But uh, that should just about do us for episode 10 at Mike White's podcast. Uh, as podcasts are available, good luck with this, with all the sleep deprivation, uh, on mikewhitespodcast.com. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube. The podcast will go up on through it all together, which is on Twitter at T-H-I-U, it's all L-U-F-C. We're <laughs> at Mighty White's pod. Uh, if... We're anywhere else. You'll see us link to it at some point. I'm really seen tired. him concentrate this much in ages. <laughs> He's just staring up, going, "I will get this right." Yeah. So let's yeah. get this man to bed. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. I've been an incredibly tired Jack Love Show. <laughs> I've been Chris. Thank you. I've been Casey. See you next time. Right. Cheers.